to start this afternoon to to talk um, about something that's a little bit different. I'm going to talk about flags in a moment. But first of all, I'm going back to my theme that God is realigning nations. And what God is doing is purely of his spirit. Hi, Daphne. Hi, Anne-Marie. Peter, uh, great to see you. Lovely to have you on board again. Um, and a few weeks ago, a couple of weeks ago, God actually showed me a map room in heaven. And I saw a north-south compass. I saw a gyroscope. And, you know, I had to look up what a gyroscope actually does, although I had some concept. But it's all about movement and it's all about an axis. And I really believe that God is completely changing the alignment of nations. And it's no longer to do with what would have been a natural alignment. You know, which hemisphere are you in? Which continent maybe? There is something different that God is bringing about. But the fundamental alignment for people and for nations right now is about his heart and his purpose. And so I'm going back to pray about the United Kingdom today and not so much about the church within the United Kingdom. But it was about also about, a, um, well, it was a couple of months ago that God brought a couple of things to my attention. And I'm going to use them as the introduction for this afternoon. And uh, the first really was very random because through a, a set of events, I became aware that, uh, let me get the dates right, June the 25th is the 43rd anniversary of the birth in San Francisco of the rainbow flag as an emblem of the gay movement. And uh, that is, uh, there's a lot of uncertainty around the flag's origins, but that is not uh, disputed, that it was used for the first time on Gay Freedom Day Parade, June the 25th, 1978. And what interested me was when I looked up the meaning of 43, the first meaning that I came across, biblical meaning, uh, was to contend. And so there is something about contending over flags, over emblems and all of those things. And we know that the, the rainbow flag has been used recently uh, for the NHS. And the other fact that came across, I came across at the same time as this date in, to do with San Francisco was that uh, there is an NHS Social Care and Frontline Workers Day on the 5th of July, a celebration. And it's actually been organised by the Grand uh, United Grand Lodge of England. And it just, those two facts came to me uh, out of the blue. And I just thought, Lord, you're speaking about something, but what is it? And down through the years, um, the rainbow flag has been used as a symbol of the peace movement. It's been used as, um, uh, as a symbol of a Buddhist movement. It's been used, apparently still is, a symbol of the Patriots of Russia political party. So it's used in lots and lots of different ways. And it is uh, the number of colours within the flag change uh, according to which organisation is using it. But we know that the rainbow is a sign of God's covenant with mankind. And it's one of the covenants that the Bible speaks about. Uh, and there are a number. 
And God has been highlighting to his people in this day the covenant that he has made with us. And I love to go back to the one made with Abraham and the promises, uh, you know, to do with Abraham, that through his line, we would actually be those who um, change nations. But I also uh, love to look particularly at the New Testament covenant. But what I didn't know until I started to look into this was that um, I tend to think of the rainbow and I think immediately of Noah. But the rainbow existed, if you like, long before that, because Revelation chapter four tells us that the rainbow is actually around the throne of God. And so just as the mercy seat, and if you study this, you'll find the mercy seat in the tabernacle was above the Ark of the Covenant, which contained the law. So in heaven, there is this rainbow, this symbol of mercy above the awesome majesty of God upon his throne. And we know that he is a God of justice, but he is also a God of mercy. And mercy triumphs over justice. That does not mean that there are not things that God will hold us accountable and hold nations accountable. But I just love to remember that God has this symbol right around his throne or above his throne that speaks of his mercy. But we know that the other aspect of a flag is it is a standard, it is a rallying point, it's a symbol, it's a banner to which people gather. And I'm sorry the, the, um, the, the uh, comments are not moving through. But we're in a time when God is causing his people to look and to say, what am I rallying to? What is the cause that I am rallying to? Because flags are not bad, flags are not good. It's the cause that they represent. Because this is a time when God, when the kingdom of God and our allegiance and our love to God and our love for God is, has to rise above every other allegiance. And it's not just the obviously unbiblical flags and symbols. Um, you know, it's the political ones. It's those that pull our allegiance, our time, our focus away from him. And God is saying, where is my throne? Where am I in your, uh, you know, choices right now? Where am I in your order of, of priorities and allegiances? And this is a time when many people are having to sift through generational views, generational perspectives, uh, the generational allegiances and alliances. Because God is saying, is this of me? Where am I? If I ask you to put that down, will it, you put it down because my kingdom is more important to you? And we can always tell the weight of an allegiance, you know, the weight of, I can't think actually of a very easy uh, example right now, but we can't always realize 
just uh, the way, the amount that we're attached to something until it is challenged. And then all of a sudden we react, you know, disproportionately perhaps to the challenge that is laid before us. And so right now, the Spirit of God is moving to bring a separation between that which is holy, that which is unholy, that which is a priority of the kingdom, priority of God for us in our lives right now, and what needs to be left behind and needs to be, you know, put to one side for the days ahead. And I just want to declare, you know, over us, that God is raising a generation and he is raising a remnant who will run in a radical obedience to his spirit, letting go of those things that we need to let go of, that his kingdom will become the foremost thing in our lives. It will become our focus. It will become our view. It will become our desire and our heart. And of course, when I talk about the kingdom, I'm talking about the king of kings and the Lord of glory. And that even as Jesus said, beware of the yeast of the Herodians and the Pharisees, the political and the religious. And we've been here a number of times. Lord, you are causing your people right now to repent and to renounce and to separate and to move on. And there is a pulling down that is taking place. Jeremiah 1.10 says, you know, that we're called to pull down. But we also need to understand the power of God's purposes and words within our mouths to build up. And that's Jeremiah 1.10. And I, I love this sense in Matthew 18.20. And I'm just plowing on here because the, the comments, and there's no comments coming through. But we know the scripture that says when two or three are gathered in his name, there he is in the midst. And that is speaking about the convectus of Rome. It's the smallest um, outworking of the Roman ecclesia, but it's speaking about the agreement of God's people, the power of agreement. And if you have been uh, journeying with me for any length of time at all. This won't be new to you. But a number of people have emailed me this week concerning uh, some of the things that Dutch Sheets has put out in his current focus, where he's been speaking about America's prophetic destiny. And I decided that because of that and because he will have thousands of people around the nations agreeing for uh, the prophetic destinies of nations to come forth, that we would come into alignment and agreement with that focus this afternoon. And so in January and February in particular, but even before that, um, I put out some posts concerning the four individual nations of the United Kingdom. But I want to just go right back to the United Kingdom as a whole. And Lord, we declare and we come into agreement with your people around the nation and the nations that every prophetic destiny for your nation, for the nation that you represent, for the nations of the world, 
will be fulfilled. And Lord, over the United Kingdom, Lord, we declare alignment with your heart and with your blueprint. And we praise you for the calling you have put upon the United Kingdom to preach the gospel, to bring in the kingdom. And we thank you for the apostolic anointing that you have put upon the land. And we declare the God-given identity and call upon this land, including the call to protect the freedom of the gospel, the freedom of the church, the sanctity of human life, that we will model righteousness, justice, mercy and godly governance. And we decree even as nations were birthed from these shores and knowledge and wisdom transferred across continents, the apostolic fathering, mothering, that's the nurturing aspect will again rise upon, across this land. And we decree a turning that in this season, God's heart will be our heart and his ways our ways. That the influence we have carried in the physical realm, in the past season, in the natural realm, will be renewed. But it will be released in the spirit realm. That the heart, the wisdom, the purpose and the mercy of the kingdom of God will be established over and above every other rule and dominion and you could say to me how do you know that that is the redemptive purpose of the united kingdom and you have to go back to the very foundations of the nation to king alfred to the magna carta you know and find your way through our history but i want to conclude with something that was sent to me this morning and if you look at the um, the vows around the coronation, and I put something out about this about 10 days ago, you will find even within the coronation oaths going right back to the 1600s, there is an affirmation of this stance of standing for the gospel of Jesus Christ. And uh, the guy who wrote to me, he just said, maybe in the uk and he was one of those uh speaking and referring to dutch sheets posts but he said we need maybe in the new in the uk we need to reaffirm the essence of her majesty's coronation in which she swore as sovereign to uphold and so lord we come into agreement with the oaths that queen elizabeth ii made on the occasion of her coronation that she promised to uphold the laws of God and a true profession of the gospel and she was presented with the Bible the most valuable thing that this world affords this is the statement in the coronation here is wisdom here is the royal law these are the lively oracles of God. Wow, that is such a statement. And each piece of the regalia in the coronation is significant in this context of the United Kingdom, our redemptive purpose and of the nations. And the words are receive this orb 
set under the cross and remember that the whole world is subject to the power and the empire of Christ, our Redeemer. And that fulfills the directions for King so much in Deuteronomy 17. And remember that the empire, the empire of Christ, if you go back to Isaiah chapter 9, it speaks there of this kingdom and that is to come and of this Messiah. And the word for the kingdom roots out of the word empire. And so right over our nation, Lord God, we declare that this is the day for your kingdom to rule, for your kingdom to come in our nation, Lord God, and in the nations. And we thank you, Lord, that as we come into agreement with heaven, as we come into agreement with the promises made, Lord, the, the things written about our nation in the books of heaven, Lord, there is power that is released. The angels are released. And Lord, there is an activation upon the earth. And so we come into alignment and agreement this afternoon with those declarations in the name of Jesus. Amen. And I've just had a comment on here. Revelation 10.1, Denise has said, speaks of Jesus with a rainbow over his head. And then I saw another a, another mighty angel coming down from heaven, wrapped in a cloud with a rainbow over his head. And I think that there is more to unpack to do with that rainbow. I've just sought to give you some information this afternoon. Be very, very blessed. Bye bye.